The growing calls across the nation to defund the police. To end policing as we know it. Off the charts violence in New York City. 11 people shot in just eight hours on Sunday. This is Sunday. about the police officers, officers who every single day put on that uniform and they run towards danger when we run away from it. God's up, idiot. Welcome to the Friday Breakdown. Failure to Stop podcast, the number one show in the Society culture. I'm sorry. I I was I just timed all of this. I was mid sip of coffee, and then it was time for me to go live. I'm embarrassed. It's a rookie move, rookie rookie mistake. But we are here. If you're tuning in for the first time, this is Fair Stop Breakdown. We do four shows a week here on the Fair Stop Podcast, and uh, this is a breakdown. What do we What are we breaking down today, Joe? Real quick. We are going to talk about the Nashville school shooting, uh, specifically the Nashville school shooter. We're not going to give her much credit, but we're going to talk about her a little bit, him or her. We're going to uh, debunk some conspiracies and discuss facts, which is uh, something we always aim to do. And we're going to give it the reverence that it deserves, obviously. Obviously. Today's show is brought to you by GhostBed.com forward slash Wolfpack. It's sleep so good. Literally scary. Literally scary. Woke up this morning feeling good and dandy. You know what I didn't feel like doing when I woke up this morning? What? I didn't feel like shooting a fucking school up. That makes what else I didn't feel like doing this morning? What? I woke up. Domestic violence. I, I That passed me by as well. You know why? You know why I didn't feel like doing any of those things? I, I have my ideas. Okay. <laughs> I mean, one being that you're a rational human being. Secondly, your your back and hips and legs felt wonderful. Yeah. Like you slept on a cloud probably. Exactly. Because I got a good night's sleep, dude. Mm-hmm. I got a good night's sleep and I feel good and I feel great. And that's all thanks to ghostbed.com. And I think that that's the world's problems, man. I'm not going to beat you guys down with another ad read because oh, they're putting ad reads into our thing right now. Anyway, and I don't want to overdo the ad reads because we switched over to Megaphone, and Megaphone is throwing ads on top of ads. I'm not sure what's going on with the whole ad thing. It's all new to us. We're all trying to figure it out. But until then, I'm going to go off the rails on the one ad read sponsor that we do have today officially that's not thrown in by Megaphone or whoever is doing our broadcasting these days, and that's for Ghostbed. And so the only way to do that is just keep it lively and keep it entertaining. But I'll tell you this. I think a lot of the world's problems, because we're not getting enough sleep, we're not getting enough good sleep. And when you sleep on a ghost bed, when you have a ghost bed, you have a ghost bed pillow, you have the cooling sheets, you have the cooling technology, you have the adjustable base, you have the 0% down, the 0% financing, you have a bed that's made in the good old USA. USA. If you can have Lasro Lopez credit or Chief Keefe credit, you can afford one of these things. And all of that, insurance should pay for your ghost bed. If insurance is paying for your psychological exams and, and your psychology exams and your psychiatrists and your, uh, you know, all these things, if they're paying for that, all, you won't even need that if you just sleep on a daggone ghost bed because a lot of those issues are are stemming from not getting a good proper sleep. Those back aches and back pains because you sleep on a shitty bed. That mental health, that domestic violence because you're not getting good sleep, you know, which leads to having bad kids who, you know, all the world's problems can be solved if everybody slept on a ghost bed. And I mean that from the bottom of my heart. So please head over to ghostbed.com forward slash Wolfpack and get you a bed that sleeps so good. I know that Drew's flying out to Vegas here pretty soon, shortly at the end of the day's show. Uh, we've got a lot to go through. If you want to support the show real quick, hit that like and subscribe button on the YouTubes. 99.999% of our followership does come from our, our listeners. Um, and so we appreciate you guys. We do have a Patreon account coming for you guys because we know that we pay a lot of attention to our YouTubers um, and, and we give them a lot of paid perks. We have a large chat, which almost everybody in the chat today is a paid member. That's that's incredible. There's uh, 
you know, uh, uh, 50 paid members in the chats today, which is really great. Um, and somebody just sent us $5 on super chat, which is a great point. You can, uh, you can support us by leaving a super chat. By the way, the super chats did pay for new titles to all the shows. So all the, the new shows coming out this week, uh, will all have new title intros. Um, actually here's one right now for our new Patreon show. We, I we're going to do a Patreon show for our audio listeners, um, and, and it's just extra added content. Here's one of the shows that we actually are going to put on there. It's come center from brazers brought to you by brazers. That's come center with drew breezy. So that's just a, uh, just a little, a little peek for what you get. You're going to get on, on our Patreon account, but, um, we do so appreciate you, all your support out there guys. I, I'm taking, uh, that you get to no pun intended, wet your beak on my, uh, my only fans money, I guess. Yeah. Right. You're come center now. coming soon. <laughs> the come center coming soon. We appreciate you guys' support. Our YouTube channel grew uh, exponentially over the last week since we've made all of these changes, which is really great, man. Everybody just, you know, the, the Wolfpack is growing. It's so awesome. Um, we've made just so many moves, um, and, and, and you guys are keeping up with those moves. And so we really, 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 really appreciate it. We do have the meetup coming in where people are flying in from all over, and that's awesome. There's going to be just a lot of fun, and that's the, if you still want to get involved in that, hit us up on the social media webs. We'll let you know the hotel that everybody's staying at. But it'll be the 12th of April at Instill Distilling Company just outside of Raleigh, North Carolina, uh, from five to eight, and then it'll be at the studio at the main studio for failure to stop, um, which will be from eight to 10 PM. Well, there'll be some hors d'oeuvres and snacks and plus all the cast and crew dead like media from Colorado, Jonathan Bates from South Dakota or Montana or Minnesota, wherever he comes from. We have Drew Breezy from Florida, um, Andrea Uplate coming in town as well. And we'll all be up on stage at the studio for Q and a, uh, and free drinks and free hors d'oeuvres snacks things like that so um plus we'll probably do some giveaway stuff too while we're there so it'll be a lot of fun if you guys want to get involved on that uh feel free to do so but we have a lot of we have a lot to uncover in today's show it was a horrific school shooting um and this one's getting a lot of media attention and, and we're going to talk about a lot of different ways um and, and, I, and i think the attention is is not positive but it, it's it's expected right because we're going through seasons of media and now we're back to school shooting season uh, the media is so thirsty right now, um, and they can't top themselves. I mean, we, we've had UFOs this year already. Uh, we've had catastrophic earthquakes already. We've had just everything's been so extreme that, you know, the media is really, really struggling hard to, to keep up with the times. And so they're they're taking an event as tragic as this one and really just fine a fine tooth comb, just running it through through with a fine tooth comb and just finding everything that could possibly be insightful, anything that could be inflammatory, anything that could be conspiratory, anything that could, you know, further their agenda. No, there no holds bar leaving no stone unturned. And that's what we're seeing going on right now. And we're going to break down each one of those things. I think first, what I'd like to get into drew is the comparisons to Uvalde in this case. That was one of the first things that I heard coming from the news mouth was they're still holding on to some kind of weird agenda grudge towards Uvalde. Um, and they were very quick to make a lot of comparisons as if, if Uvalde wouldn't have happened, had we would have learned of what we learned from Uvalde to make that happen here. And two, the department and the place that this happened was not anything like Uvalde. Nothing. Nothing like Uvalde. Let's break that down. First and foremost, get that so, out of the way. 
Na- Nashville Metro, just think about this. It's the Nashville Metro Police Department, which indicates it's in a metropolitan area, which means you, you probably have a densely populated area, which also means you probably have a bunch of cops around, not necessarily uh, patrol, you know, because everybody is understaffed. But when you're working during the day as a detective and you got your radio on or when there's a bunch of supervisors or administrative staff, even in, in, in certain buildings or districts, you got a bunch of cops in the area. They're not responding from 450 miles away or 100 miles away or whatever it is that uh, that they dealt with in Uvalde. And relatively speaking, I think they were in the school quicker, which, you know, could you could make the argument that they were actually in the school quicker in Uvalde. Uh, so they should have reacted a little bit differently, but they didn't. And I still say to this day, uh, I, I know that we all have differences of opinion on this. And I know... Um, I, I still firmly believe everything that I've said to this point, uh, you know, and, and I've never deleted anything off of the internet that I didn't, I, I mean, what I say I've thoroughly researched and I believe in, uh, and if I correct myself, I need to be corrected. Uh, I'll, I'll correct myself. I'm not afraid of that, but, uh, these are two completely different situations. And, and this is what we're doing here. We, we got influencers like, I don't even want to mention their names. You have conservative influencers who want to make this comparison because they want to be right about Uvalde. And this isn't about that. This is about six little kids. I mean, three little kids and three admit, uh, school people, um, teachers and a custodian that died. This is about 21 and, and three in Uvalde that died. Uh, that's what the focus should be, not your likes and your follows and all this other stuff and the right fight that you engaged in in Uvalde, because it's a passive aggressive statement to say, well, this is how it should have gone down. No shit. Every single cop in America <laughs> thinks the exact same thing. We all wanted it to go down this way. And and the Nashville guys, hats off. I, I've said it a million times. They're heroes. I don't know that they want this kind of attention like you don't want to be a hero in this way but it, you know you're not, they're probably not going to reject it but at the same time man this is not the time what are we celebrating really what are we gloating about right it, it's and, and we're so desensitized you're so dead on eric about the the mainstream media that they have peddled this fear porn so much that this that a school shooting is just it's not shocking anymore it's it's news and it sticks around in the news cycle for a couple of days, probably longer than a hurricane or something else. But it's not shocking anymore just because they've desensitized us to the whole thing. This should be. Yeah, go ahead. I think it's sad that we know more about the sexual identity. Yes. Of Audrey Hale. than we know about the identities of the people who were murdered by Audrey Hale. Uh, the, I think it's the, sad that that we that the news has spent more time trying to uncover secret lesbian uh, fantasies, right? Because that's what they are. She hasn't written that she had a crush, or at least we haven't seen the evidence that she's had a crush on any of these females. But the the news has gone through great lengths to uh, to allude to a crush on two different female basketball players who both happen to be black um, because that's a great story, right? That makes a great commercial. We have a white uh, trans that's in love with two black women that don't even know she exists. I mean, it's, it's the story that they want to tell because you know, hell uh, I, I feel like in America that you can't even be married unless you're married uh, biracial. I think you're racist now 
Uh, I think coming up in probably 20 by 2045, if you're not marrying somebody that's uh, of a different race, then you're racist uh, because every single commercial, every single television show uh, is promoting that and is pushing it and making you feel guilty for not being married to a potential dude or a black person or a Chinese person or something like that. So I think uh, it's very sad though, that that's what we're trying. We're spending all of our time trying to figure out sexual identities. I, I think at the rate we're going like, you know, Brittany just had a child and her child's child is probably going to be in the, at the rate we're going, her child's child is going to marry like a dog. You know what I mean? Or, or like, you know, the dog I fit identifies as a goldfish. So it's it's cool. But that's where we're headed. Like it's not this isn't it's not about what you think. Like if if I looked down in my backyard and I saw uh, or, or, you know, you could kind of tell when the deer are in heat. Well, there's no confusion. (laughs) There's male deers and they have like these fucking horn things. And then there's female deer who are horny and they get together. There's no like, I mean, I woke, uh, like, I think I was born in the wrong deer body and I really want to transition into another deer body. Like, no, that's not fucking, that's not science. We, we, we're men and we're women. And, and I do understand there is confusion and I do it, but I also understand there's indoctrination. Like we talked about last week and there's, there's a uh, pumping confusion into young developing minds to make them more confused to make them like uh, to make it seem like you have to pick a team before I even tell you about the sport. And, the, and we just, we learned, we just learned on our own. Right. Yeah. I, it's, it's, it's strange times that we're, we're living in. It absolutely is. But you know, I, and I feel bad that, uh, that anybody gives any, any, I, at this point, and this is we're going to get into this in a second too about the body camera footage. You know, I'm I'm a huge advocate, and I came out at the very beginning of this when everybody was praising the body camera footage and making all the great jokes. Which, hey, listen to it. I'm a comedian. I, I do comedy. I do stand up. I love, I love the jokes. I can laugh at the jokes, and I think they're great jokes. However, I think it's inappropriate to have had the that body camera released so quickly. I have said from the beginning of the body camera time, when I was a law enforcement officer, that body cameras, there should be, it should be doctrinal when a body camera footage can be released. And I think that it goes by a time. And, I, and I've thought this out and I've had this debate with several other people, so I'm not going to change my mind on this. I feel in my heart that minimum, any body camera footage from any, without, you know, there is no gray area. You do not release body camera for the first two weeks of an incident. Any incident across the board, whether you think the police are corrupt or you think they did a great job, it doesn't matter because more bad things can happen when you release body camera footage early than it can if you wait. And 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 I've always said that two weeks. And, and for this is a, my perfect example because this family has no room to grieve. They have they their brains are scattered. Uh, and we're we're pulling them in all sorts of directions. We have conspiracy theories that are, that were debunked um, in several other cases many moons before this case, and that's the whole shoe theory. There's there's a there's a great detail about how pixels on on uh, on cameras can distort all things. Even the fire alarm looks completely different when you look at the fire alarm and the thing. Did they change the fire alarm too in this conspiracy theory? But now you've got a, a grieving family worrying about conspiracies, and we're going to talk about that here in just a second. 
Um, you've got this family worried about this fucking identity of a murderer. I don't give a fuck if it's a she, him, her, or anything. And, and, and tell me I'm complicit in transphobia. Get fucked, man. Get fucked. Who cares about this piece of shit? It's a murderer. If Dr. Rarege McGangliooch murders his family, I'm not calling him Dr. McGangliooch. He's just some asshole that murdered his family. So I don't give a fuck what this thing identifies itself as. I could give a fuck. It's an it. I don't even want to say its name because it's a murdering scumbag. It has nothing to do with transphobia or Christian phobia. This is a piece of shit who murdered people. And by the way, kind of appears that he did it because they were Christians. And listen, there, there's rumor right now of some kind of past transgressions against this person where uh, it had some childhood trauma. And I sympathize and I empathize with the child, but this isn't a child. He's 28 years old. So now I don't, I don't empathize with a child. What a child does from childhood trauma is that, but once it becomes an adult, it's an adult now and you have to do adult things. And I'm sorry, but 99% of Americans could argue that their trauma is greater than the next. So everybody has trauma and everybody has some sort of trauma. Loved ones dying of cancer that they have to watch painfully die or having that creepy uncle, God forbid, or having that creepy school teacher. I mean, everywhere you go, uh, you were bullied or you were diddled or you were had to watch your mom pass away uh, from cancer or, you know, you were raised by religious zealots. I mean, everybody has a trauma. And when you when you act on that as a kid, I empathize with that. But when you become an adult, then you take responsibility for those actions and dealing with it by murdering people, murdering children, you lose your pronouns. Sorry. Yeah. I, I, I'm not, I could, I have a little different take on this. I know this may shock you, but um, I couldn't give a shit less about the pronouns in the sense that if, if the world wants me to call me a him, uh, call if the world wants me to call that murderer him or her, why is that the focus? It's, it's, it's fucking irrelevant. It's, and if we're going to go on this argument that, well, you know, they were just so uh, troubled and tortured and that, you know, and, and that's, you know, yesterday the white house spokesperson uh, who does not have my best interest in heart, and does not speak for the American people, in my opinion, said that, um, she said, quote, our hearts and our thoughts or whatever it was that she said, go out to the trans community because they are under attack. No. And that's not how I feel at all. What about when the redneck, when when was that redneck that went into that black church? Fucked up all those people. Dylan Roof? Yeah. And then we all, you know, like there was this huge run on getting rid of the rebel flags. Did anybody say like our hearts and minds go out to the rednecks who are yeah. under attack right now? Like, no, nobody gives a fuck about the rednecks right now. That's it's not about I'm the saying. rednecks. Our hearts and prayers go out to the innocent black people that were just trying to go to fucking church and got waxed by some psycho idiot. It's our hearts and e- prayers don't go out to fucking rednecks. Even the trans community, I, I, I can't imagine... And I don't know the numbers. Maybe I'm maybe I'm completely ignorant in this one. I know it's not sixty percent of the fucking country, uh, and I'm willing to wager it's less than a percent. So, if less than a percent is offended by some people who really just can't process what they're doing, I think maybe they probably need to understand that it's a little tough to process at times. And we are. 
I don't feel that the trans community is under attack. I think that it's manufactured that the trans community under is under attack. Yeah, I think- I'm not like I, I, I'm not like wait a trans a trans fucking killed kids in a Christian school. Yeah, let me go. bring out the trans <laughs> folks right. right now. Bring them out, honey. I need the tiki torch. Yes, the tiki torch. <laughs> I need my torches. pitchfork. Yes, Where's like- my pitchfork? I left it here. Now I'm tired of you guys moving my pitchfork. Trans. Riot season. <laughs> Somebody come give on. Me a trans. I've got trans people to. Harass because I, I it, could, no nobody gives a fuck like nobody. I promise gave you, I a couldn't shit give a shit about less. this thing's yes. p- pronouns or its transgenderism or its sex. It's like if somebody was going into a school shooter and they just happened to like anal sex. Like I would, I still I would care just as little. I'm like I'm like who fucking cares what kind of sex this person likes? It, who that, cares? It, it's just a complete fucking distraction from it's the just, from the fact that nonsense. this whoever whatever they identify as why are we even talking about whatever they identify as somebody walked into a fucking school or walked up to a school and shot through the windows and violently entered it and then entered changed their shoes <laughs> and then entered in certain rooms and first of all from reports that I've heard obviously not seen murdered a, a, a nine-year-old child pulling a fire alarm to alert everybody else okay i don't give a fuck hero. about your pronouns i don't give a fuck if you're a man or a woman you're a monster and i'm worried i'm more concerned about the nine-year-old i have a nine-year-old stepkid i'm more concerned i i don't know what i would do if if that like i can't i can't even in bloodlines, stomach to think about it. Like in bloodlines, I'll tell you that much. Um, and, you know, it it would be her bloodline, not like any particular. And, uh, you know, I do understand trans too, though, thing. I do understand that this pendulum swings both ways because there are going to be conservatives, or there are going to be ultra Christians, or Christians that just perseverate on the fact that see. They're they're trans and they're fucked up and they're gonna come in and murder all the kids and like we're still focusing on the wrong thing. And, 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 and we're also forgetting that she targeted particular kids. Um it looks like that at least. It looks like that. It looks like she was going after the the pastor's the, child. The, the pastor's child and, and was it the pastor? Was he one of the ones that got the headmaster, the, the, the head headmaster. teacher, she was one of the ones. There right. was a substitute teacher that day and a custodian. I, I don't. And, and remember, I mean, Uvalde, this guy murdered twenty-two people like in the yeah. first six minutes. Yeah. Right. So this person was not Uvalde. Okay. This person was walking through the hallways. If you look at the, if you look at the tapes too, this chick was. Uh, she she knew what she was going after because she was looking for it. She wasn't looking to kill everyone. She had particular people in mind that she wanted to kill. And I think what's more important is while you're caught up on its pronouns, uh, what we should be caught up in is why, what happened. Okay. My first thing before all of this stuff came out, when I heard a trans human went into a Christian school, my ask my wife, the first thing that came out of my mouth, I said, I wonder which one of those priests diddled her or him to cause this sexual trauma. Because a lot of times, the tra- transsexual now now if you say this now if i say a lot of transgender people had sexual trauma in their life they would be like well that's not fair i was born this way but now i can say it because they're like well maybe she had some sexual trauma and that's why she went into this school so now now sexual trauma can cause you to be trans i'm confused I'm super well, confused here but it does make sense that sexual trauma can cause you to have uh, you know confusion of your sexual unresolved identity. trauma 
Yeah. And, and right. So my first question was, let's go and start deep diving what kind of sexual trauma she endured uh, that caused her to go off the rails like this. Nobody's talking about that. Nobody cares about that. Uh, but I still think it's a viable question. I, I'd like to see that. I, I would like to know if the manifesto had anything to say about that. But again, again, it does not give you an excuse to kill children or no. innocent people. Period. No. You know, if I go to war with the Taliban, I don't get to just fucking kill Taliban sympathizers or their kids or their kids. So do I forgive children for doing children's shit? Always. I always empathize and I always sympathize with what children do and how they react because their brains aren't fully developed. I understand that. But she's 28 years old uh, and living with her mommy and daddy, too. Um, and I think that's something important that we're not all talking about. Mom and dad aren't off the hook for this, in my opinion. I, I, matter of fact, I think, you know, I've said it before, piss a lot of people off. I think one of the greatest failures in life as a parent is if your kid commits suicide or if your kid is a school shooter. I think you should look back at your parenting and admit that you fucked up somewhere. Don't know where. Not saying you did it maliciously, but you've got to be able to, if, if you're going to fix it for the next time, if you're going to help other people not make the same mistake, you've got to take a deep look and say, like, I ultimately fucked up. Whatever I did as a parent it wasn't right. Because now my kid is dead and thought the only way out was suicide and that or the only way out was to go and shoot innocent people. You don't think that they generally feel that, though? Or, or, or I mean, you don't think that that's. Well, I say that, that in even... reference to the Columbine woman, because I don't feel like she speaks out about her son being a school shooter. And I don't know that she's. And the reason why I've never liked her is because I don't really. I don't really believe that she takes full credit for what her son did. I don't think she takes extreme credit for it. I think she's just making money. Yeah, she's got a lot of fans, though. And and I've argued with a lot of people. And listen, I'm a C student at best. So if you're taking <laughs> what I'm saying and, and, and thinking in your brain that you have to believe what I believe, I mean, you're they, not a good you have a problem. But <laughs> my personal belief in this is that, uh, you know, I, I would be, you know, looking at my children, um, you know, uh, I pretty much wake up every day and I say, like, how do I how do I create a life for this child that doesn't want them make them want to commit suicide and, and give them the mental fortitude to overcome things? And how do I prevent them from ever being a school shooter? And I don't think that's unreasonable. Um, yeah, I, I disagree with you. I'll just say that. Okay. I, I, I mean, I'd I love mean, to know what what part um, I, I, I individuals are individuals, right? And uh, not every single individual who commits suicide has um, has a strained relationship with their parents, or I, I mean, you know, there are uh, maybe. All right, well, maybe I maybe I should have caveated that to like in childhood, like if you commit suicide before high school, I mean before college. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, I, I, I get it. Like once you become 21 or 20, like you start making, you going down your own path, like after 18, I should have caveated that. I believe that if you have a child that commits suicide or a child that is a school shooter. All right. Well, let me ask you this. You know what? It's interesting. Though, I shouldn't have said adult that. because adult trauma is adult trauma and adults deal with adult right. things individually. So let but me let go me, back. How about this though? Correct. Like that. there are studies or there are, um, there are, uh, what, what are they called? Theories that haven't mm -hmm. been proven, I guess, or maybe they have, and they've been put
pushed down deep that a lot of these school shooters are all on the same medication. So if they're suffering from some type of depression or they're suffering from some type of uh, deficiency or whatever, and they're on a certain medication, what if the common link is like they're all on, uh, you know, I, I don't know, Zarquan. Like, I, I, hopefully I just made that up. But like, if they're all taking Zarquan and don't you think that that could be a common theme? And, and you know, that's just, it's altering the, it's altering the chemicals in your brain. So think about this. When you're developing- Okay, again, who, who, told, who, who, re- who allowed their kid to take the Zorcan? Who okay, didn't do their right. research on Zorcan? So what are you going to do when your kid is, is deficient in insulin? Are you going to give him, are you, are you, and the kid is diabetic, are you going to feed the kid insulin? Yeah. Okay, so what's the difference? If the, if, the kid is, if the kid is deficient in, a, in, a, in serotonin in their mind, wouldn't you give them the medicine? to? I mean, what's the difference between diabetes and, and some type of, you know, mania, some type of medically diagnosed Well, no, I mean, or, listen, I, I, we can make that argument with ADHD all day long. Like, okay, feel like low testosterone. Like, I have low T, right? But instead of going adult. on low T medicine, uh, my wife put me on a diet to boost testosterone and, and put me on a routine that would naturally boost my testosterone. Worked out wonder, wonderfully, as you can see. Well, I was going to say, I think she needs to, yeah. she needs to back that down a little. Bit. <laughs> Calm it back down a little bit. She's, I, she's pregnant. you know, I mean, she, I, she I, I believe in extreme again. ownership, especially as a parent. Um, and parenting is not easy, man. Uh, you know, there are days where you know you're not going to do, you're not going to have a great day as a parent. But it's you wake up that next day and you say, "Damn, yesterday was not a good day." What led up to that? What changes do I need to make so it doesn't happen again? Or what am I doing like psychologically on the long term? Um, and I, I deal with this constantly because I walk a very gray, a, a very gray area with what my kids do. My kids are very active in podcasting world at 10 years old. My kids are, you know, sponsored skateboarders who are in magazines and, um, travel to do live meetups and everything at 10 years old, nine years old, eight years old, they're, co- they're competing and, um, and, and events that have a lot of pressure on them at 10 and eight years old. So I'm, I'm working a very fine line and every day I have to ask myself, okay, what, what are the long-term effects of this? And is it going to fuck them up? And, and I make choices based on not fucking them up. And I think now, listen, you know, my, my oldest is only 10. So come 16, I'll know if I did it right or not. But I tell you what, if, if my kids turns out to be 16, ultimately depressed and, and takes enough, I'll know that I fucked up extremely bad. And I will have, a, and, and I will spend the rest of my life trying to tell other people how I fucked that up and where I went wrong. And what I did wrong. If my kid gets caught up in drugs and alcohol at 16, I'll know I have fucked up now. I'll know that I have, I have fucked up and whatever it was that I did that caused my son, or I didn't teach him the right ways to do that. Um, you know, uh, somebody had mentioned, you know, if a kid gets bullied and he kills himself, is it the parents' fault? I, yeah, I'd say it is. I'd say it is the parents' fault because you, you should know that your kid's being bullied and you should be working, one, to deal with him not being bullied and two, working on his confidence and working on ways to get him not to be bullied. I'm telling you right yeah, now, I, my I kid goes somewhere and gets bullied. He won't be bullied there tomorrow. I promise. Because either he agree. won't be there tomorrow, my kid won't be there tomorrow, or the school system or whatever system allowed the bullies to do that will have fixed the problem. But I'm not... I'm not going to put up with my kid getting bullied to the point where he wants to commit suicide. Not going to happen. 
Right, but you're 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 banking on the fact that you're able to a read it or b intervene in it or c know it's happening. So you, but if you don't know what's happening in your kids, then that's a parenting flaw, is it not? No, it's not because because what if the kid doesn't tell you about it? What if the kid is acting a little bit differently and you try everything in your power to get it out of him, but he's not telling you because <laughs> he's. Think so. I think it's more he, or less he, you're working too much, and, he, and you're blowing it off. I'm retired. I'm not talking but, about you. What, is, is your kid getting bullied right now? Yes, that's what I'm saying. Like th- there is, if there is a sadness in in the in the nine year old kid that I want to get out of him, y- we can sit and talk to him for days. He's not going to tell you. He won't tell you. He he just the kids are developing. They they think that there's some form of failure, or they think that they're not being strong enough. Like you know, there's some complications in this. I'm not going to get into a whole bunch of personal stuff, but. You know, like it, it's not cut and dry every single time. Like it's not going to he's not going to come home and hand you a note and say, I'm being bullied at school. So can you fucking go in and stick up for me? It just doesn't work that way. Kids are still developing and kids don't know how to communicate properly. You, you know, you, you 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 bring a point like if you're involved I mean, in the kid's life, you'll be able to detect a change in the weather pretty quickly. And then you got to get to the bottom of it. But it's not always that easy. It's not always that simple, in my opinion. And yeah, I, I mean, I'm, I'm not saying it's simple, Drew. I'm not saying that it's simple. What I'm, right. But I'm saying that's the point. It takes critical thinking. And, you know, uh, before you choose to put something into your child medication, before you, you know, uh, a lot of the problems, especially with like bullying and things, I watch what people put. And, and listen, maybe I'm lucky because I have a wife that's extremely smart and educated on these things. But the foods that, that parents allow their kids to eat. Yeah, it's the diet. The, the diets is insane. It's insane to me to watch what the kids that come to my house are eating after school or when they come over for a sleepover and what they're consuming super late at night or what their parents pack in their bags to bring to the house. Or when I let my kids go to somebody else's house and they tell me wh- how late they stayed up, it's never appropriate at 10 years old to stay up till three o'clock in the morning. And you're not a cool parent for an allowing it to happen. Um, it's you're not a cool parent because you allowed your kids to play violent video games at 10 years old till three o'clock in the morning. Uh, and so then I hear the excuses of, of, of you know, th- this child may, you know, suffers from ADHD. Does he suffer from ADHD or does he suffer from a fucking terrible diet? And you were just allowing them to do whatever the fuck they want to do and play hero- horrendous video games. I think there's a lot more excuses being made for the problems that we're creating. And we're creating those by bad dieting, by allowing poor medications to be put into your child at true. There are kids right now that are having the melatonin. Is is it melatonin that puts you to sleep? Well, yeah, yeah. Melatonin. Yeah. And I know this from a school nurse who had this conversation with me that she's dealing with a child who's taking like the highest allowed dose of, of Ritalin and is also taking the highest dose allowed for melatonin (laughs) and kindergarten. Yeah. (laughs) That kid is fucked. It's that kid's going screen. to be a school shooter, and that's his parents' that's his parents' fault. It's the blue screens, also. Like the blue screens the blue are going to inter- interrupt your melatonin, and and look, so it's not, not fair, sleep. and it does suck. Yeah, but that's that's just part of life. I mean, I I don't know that that's just where I think I think it's like I I think ninety nine. Well, not even I I don't I don't want to throw a percent out there, but I think there's more parents out there today that check the block with parenting than actually try to critically think and try to hold themselves accountable and responsible for for their children's outcomes and and the responsibilities. And I can see that simply by observing 
what I see on a daily basis at, at skate parks. You know, I told a story, I think on last call where a child, uh, came over to me on this scooter with a bicycle helmet. Um, and Mr. Sir, sir, can you watch me? Sir, watch me do this. Hey, can you video me? Sir, can That's you video fun. me? Yeah. Hang on, buddy. I'm trying to videotape my kid over here. Hey, Hey, can you, can you do me next? Can you, can you video me next? Yeah, man. Just, just hold on. Hey, Hey, watch me do this. And the kid's not even really doing anything. Right. Yeah. Like he, he doesn't have any tricks in his thing. And I was getting frustrated, but then for a second, I thought to myself, wait a minute, wait a minute before I just blow this kid off. Maybe I should see like this kid is begging for attention. Yeah. It's a school day. It's it's 11 o'clock in the morning on a school day. This kid's not in school. There's no other parents out here. And he's begging me for attention. Instead of me blowing him off and being a part of a problem, right? It takes a, a village to raise a child or whatever. I turned around. I said, yeah, homie, what you got? What you got? And he's like, watch this, watch this. And I was like, whoa, that's cool. Yes, dude, let's go. Let's go. And then I said, you know, I'm going to spend my rest of my afternoon trying to see how good I can make this kid. So we start working around the park and we have a great time. Like I'm getting this kid starting to actually go down some hills and do some things. And he's locked in. And then I said, Hey dude, where's your dad? Oh, he's right over there. What? There's only one person at the skate park. And it's this morbidly obese human being sitting on a computer with headphones like these sitting at the park and kudos to him for bringing his kid out there. But he just watched this young, this kid just talk to me and had me video and film him and photograph him and work with him for over an hour and your fat fucking ass didn't get off that fucking bench and make sure I'm not some kind of pedo creep or that you should maybe like feel bad or explain that, you know, why you're not paying attention to any of your kids. I, you know, I don't know. I, I, I think if your kid commits suicide before you're 18 or your kid's a school shooter, I think 99.999% of the time it's the parents that have responsibility to play in that. That's my belief on that. That's your opinion. I know it's my opinion. <laughs> I, I know we went way down a rabbit hole here. Uh, if you ever wanted to, <laughs> if, if you ever wanted to, uh, um, like enlighten your children or or yourselves on a, a on a good documentary, watch the Vinnie Tordrich uh, documentary. It's called Fat a Documentary, and it talks all about the evolution of how sugar made it into the food pyramid and. Uh, how they, you know, how the government destroyed anybody that was trying to make you live healthy and what it did to, um, I'm trying to think of the Hollywood producer. His son was having all these seizures, like hundreds of series, uh, seizures um, a, a day, and they cut his sugars out. They did all this other stuff, and all of a sudden, guess what? No more seizures. It's It's just like, it's not that much of science it's the processing in the food or it's the sugar or it's something in the diet or in the gut or somewhere and they say the gut is like the second brain and um so you know we're all on the go we're all eating fast food or not all of us but you know not every one of us is eating a tr nutritional meal three times a day and this is where it's coming from I, yeah it's a, yeah my wife had a very similar story um and then, and the funny thing about my, my wife's story, she was in the fifth grade, um, which is why my wife reads medical books that are like ultra thick on everything that we do for the kids. Um, and again, my wife's literally the smartest person that I know. Um, uh, and she's got degrees and grades to, to back that up. So, uh, but she, her, her parents tried everything, um, from stomach issues and, and before they did something drastic, I don't know if it was like removing part of her stomach or something like that, they decided to go completely vegan for a year and uh 
they cut out all sugars and carbs. No, it was uh, they cut out all sugars and carbs, and and meat and everything. So I don't know, so, it's something wazzy. You'd have to ask my wife about it. But anyway, cured her, and uh, she didn't uh, miraculous. And, and she went back to the doctor, and the doctor said, mm, "No, that's 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 probably just a coincidence. We're still going to put her on this medication and keep her on this medication." And her parents are like, "We haven't given her that medication in over a year, and she's fine. <laughs> we don't need this medication." So, you know, and I think that's probably a big reason why my wife is is super cautious on what kind of medications. I remember the first time my dad found out that I was diagnosed with ADHD or they tried to diagnose me and they wanted to put me on some medication. And, and I remember sitting in the guidance counselor's office and my dad said, wait a minute. <laughs> so my son's not paying attention. And uh, you've brought me in here to tell me that he's not paying attention. And your solution to him not paying attention is to give him medication. Uh, why didn't you let me know that he wasn't paying attention before it got to this point? Like, I feel like there had to be at least one or two or three or four or five or six times that he wasn't paying attention that it annoyed you because I can make him pay attention real quick. And he looked at me and he said, <laughs> I can make him pay attention real quick. <laughs> and they were like, eh? and my, my dad was like, we got done out of there. And, and he was like, you know, you'll pay attention or I'll beat your ass. <laughs> like if I ever get a call to your principal's office because you're not paying attention, are you kidding me? He's like, you won't have a quality of life. You know, and my dad was the type that, you know, he would take away things and make me earn it back. You know, if you wanted to have, you know, certain things in your bedroom, toys, TVs, video games, CD dinner. players, anything like that, you know, dinner, <laughs> <laughs> then you had to earn that right. But I, I mean, I don't know. I, I, I'm curious to know what this girl's family life was like. She lived at home. You know, the first thing that, that makes me think and what brought me on this whole rant about the parents thing was, is that you've got, and somebody mentioned it in the chats that she was under doctor's care for emotional distress. And I've read that in several articles. What does that mean, Drew? You're under doctor's care. Does that mean you just have like you just have like uh, appointments? Like, <laughs> like you know what I mean? I like yeah. what is under doctor's care? I, I would think that it means there's a diagnosis and there's some type of ongoing treatment. Right. And, and, but but and, when you word it like that, it makes you think that like she's got like a, a doctor at the house with her at all times. That's not true. <laughs> I guess. Right? Doesn't it kind of paint that picture when it says yeah. she was under a doctor's care for <laughs> emotional disorders? Okay, yeah. now what I'm getting with this is if she has emotional disorders and she lives at home and she has three assault rifles, a handgun, and two illegally sawed off shotguns in your household, you don't think that's a parenting issue? Even no. though she's 28? Uh, it, it, you can well, allow that into your house. If your 28 year old kid comes back to live with you and has emotional disorders and is under a doctor's care, I mean, you're going to allow sawed off shotguns in your are, house. Is that the kind of roost you're, are you going to know though? Are, are you going to search yes, your 28 year old kids? Uh, yeah. Room? 100%. My, I, my, I mean, my, my, my mom cleaned my room um, or is in my room. Every single day, putting away laundry, folding laundry, doing all the things that a great mom does. <laughs> not a spoiled son. Of it, so. um, <laughs> I'm just kidding. But uh, my mom would, you know, she would do things in my room. And when I got to a certain age, I, you know, I had said like, mom, stop going in my room. Like, can't you just leave the folded laundry up? She goes, this is my house. I'll well, go in that bedroom all, if I want to. 
I'm going to tell you, your mom did great things in my room as well. But <laughs> I'm just saying, when 28 years old and you got somebody living in your home and another adult, I, I think that there probably is like a boundary of respecting privacy. And, 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 and it does, you know, I'll concede, you got a 28-year-old living in your fucking house. I mean, it's, it may not be the parents' fault. Like, I'm sure that they're probably like, hey, uh, think about maybe getting a fucking job in an apartment today or are we gonna no no yeah i mean okay. I, I had a guy yeah. living at my house who was going through some crazy some crazy times here just recently in the last year or so and uh, i found a magazine or you know whatever you want to call it a clue uh, a magazine and i and i know that this dude probably shouldn't have one of those and i confronted him i said dude what's up with this magazine he's like oh i borrowed a gun from so-and-so i said why and he's like because you know this illicit relationship that i'm having which is why him and his wife were split up which is why he was staying at the house for a little bit he's afraid this guy was going to come after him and i said so you think that somebody's going to come after you and you thought it was a good idea to go borrow somebody else's firearm and then to keep it into my house to the point where i see your magazine laying out uh in arm's reach in an unlocked room of my children you think that's right okay and of course this guy lasted like two more seconds in my house before he went back to being homeless and sleeping in the laundry mat for a couple of nights before he found somebody else to crash with. But, you know, I'm sorry, but you, you know, it's your responsibility. It's your household. You're the king of your castle, baby. And I don't care who's in my house, dude. I, I'm, I mean, I just think that that's just one of many things that's a parenting flaw. One, you got your 28 year old living with you Two, They've got several illegal firearms inside of your house. Um, they're, they're writing back and forth on Instagram of a childlike flirtatious relationship with people who don't no longer know them. I mean, how, how many red flags do you think the parents just ignore? Yeah. I, it just I, seems I mean, like a lot. We're not talking about like a rare well, case here. Drew. Ignore though. I, I just don't know the depth of the, under the doctor's care. I mean, you know, if she's on the autism spectrum or whatever, but I mean, then, then if that's the case, how did we get to the point where they transition? Like, did we, you know, are there, shouldn't we be exhausting all things before discussing gender affirming bullshit sure. or, you know, so, um, you know, this under the doctor's care, it kind of intimidates me to be honest. Like what, what if she really is emotionally disturbed or just like mentally retarded in a sense, and, and she shouldn't uh, be allowed to have well, right, assault, but, firearms, but then, handguns, and sold-off shotguns. No, you're, you're right, but that also gets then it gets into you know another rabbit hole of red flag laws and and who can own you know the Second Amendment issues. Like, uh, how are you going to limit that? You know what well, I mean? Well, I like, read, I read, and I think a reason why a lot of my anger comes from this is she's even described as a na from by a neighbor. As someone who thoroughly enjoyed video games, hanging out on the computer, and heavily involved in social media, you know, uh, I read another one. Um, uh, the family comes from good people. She enjoyed sports, video gaming. <laughs> you know, it just doesn't paint a picture. Um, and I and listen because I know these video gamers, man, and I know a lot of these video gamers. And, I, and there's probably people in our chats that are going to be upset about this, but man, I, I, you know, I there's some parents out there, dude, that and and I get on this thing a lot, and I guess it's because I I I wish you knew how much it frustrated me, Drew. 
I hear it a lot and it, and it does, it does upset me when people send me messages constantly about, I wish my 10 year old would do something. My eight year old could never do that. Wow. Your kid has great speaking. I don't like to hear that. I don't like to hear that because I'm a C student at best and nothing that I'm doing is, is any like kind of groundbreaking discovery on parenting. I, I'm not like a Dr. Fucking Phil. All right. Matter of fact, I'm, I probably tell my kids to get fucked more than I should. Uh, so I'm, I don't like to hear it because I feel like a hypocrite when I hear these things. But I'm also hearing these things from parents who I know, who I know love their video games, who love to go out during the week, who love to uh, uh, involve themselves into social media and do other things. They're, they're, they're not taking the time uh, to create an environment like that for their kid. And then they're trying to make me feel bad about how they wish that their kid would do that. And I'd, I say to them, like, well, maybe if you weren't on video games so much, yeah, maybe if enough. you weren't going out so much, maybe yeah, if you took that time and put it into your kids. Yeah. There, there's, there's yeah. a part of me that says like, look, you know, not everybody can afford the experience of, um, you, you know, you got two full-time parents, you know, two, uh, two parents that are working full-time, blah, blah, blah. But you're right in the sense that what's important, what are your priorities? You know, what, what, are you are you able to make do by doing what you did you know what i mean like you left your job and you found you know you opened a distillery and to be with your family more to build a family that way to be like directly involved in building a business and building a family at the same time and not be like enveloped in in you know rising in the ranks of being a detective and all this other bullshit that just Everyone gets so wrapped up in it, uh, wrapped up in, and, and when you got two parents that are doing that, and that's societal too. I mean, you know, everybody wants to talk about equal rights and this and that, and okay, well, this is where we're at, and we're we have plenty of single parent homes, and we have plenty of neglected children, and we have obese dudes sitting on the park bench with fucking beats on their ears while their you know kids are being, uh, you know, creepily videotaped by Eric Tanzi. I mean, what do what do, what are we gonna do? Which, by the way, I was fake videoing because I didn't, I didn't want to like go into the whole I thing. Like, so. let's go ask your parent because I, I honestly didn't think that this kid's parent was there. I did Can not I think the fucking sure. creepy dude on the bench with the beats on was this kid's parent. You know, right. um, uh, hey, you know, cool uh, your son, man. Yeah, so I was like fake. I was like fake doing it with the phone, like just to encourage encourage the child right. um it was extremely annoying and i, I felt bad for her. and I, I you know i still have a lot of questions about that but you know i, I don't know man i i think you know and I, i'm not gonna beat the dead horse I, I'll, I'll stop but um i i just think that there's a lot of excuses that that go out these days there's there's more excuses than there are people willing to make change or willing to make parenting a priority and i think it's and it leads to the extreme right and 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 if if you've got a a 28 year old in your house um, and they, they have emotional disorders and, and, and crises, and they're known to frequent video games and frequent social media. And that's what they're known to by the neighbor. Like that, that was what the neighbor says. Oh, she yeah. was, a, you know, I, all I know is she really liked her video games. She really liked her, you know, she was very involved on social media. Okay. What are the two things that, that are known to cause anxiety and are caused to trigger things like ADHD? Like very, there's tons of research about it. I'd go with video games and something right. else, and 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 phones and social media and uh, yeah, games yeah, on right. phones, right? Oh, yeah, so no doubt. if those are the two leading things that your neighbors notice about your child, like, and at 28 years old they're living under your roof, I'm sorry if you're if you're 28 years old and you're struggling in life and you're having an emotional crisis and I'm your parent, 
or if you're living under my roof, I'm going to, I'm going to say right now, I would shame you every time you got on a video game. And I would shame you every time you got on your phone to the point where you would either move out and go do it somewhere else, or you would stop But Not in my house. It's like when kids come over, I tell them, you're not doing TikToks at my house. We're not doing video Instagrammies at my house. If you're here to play with my kids, go jump on the trampoline, go skateboard on the ramp, go build a fort out in the woods, go play with blocks in the bedroom, go draw you a picture, but we're not doing video games. And, and uh, you know, I, the kids still play at my house. They, they don't stop coming because they can't do those things. So I don't think it's a deal breaker, but I, I think as a parent or, you know, um, and, and obviously... I'm not too far from the truth because this woman went to the extreme to fucking murder people. Yeah. And children. Yes. And again, I mean, that should be the, that's, that's where we started and that's kind of where we're, we're tightening up. Yeah. I mean, it, it begins and ends with the fact that this, whether there's a diagnosis or not, she fucking murdered kids, little, right. whatever, kid, little nine year old, whatever kid. we did to raise this human being as a village, we're all wrong because it happened. You know, yeah, yeah, right. we allowed this to happen. We well, allowed this through our society norms, right. through media. desensitized through the media. Uh, it, maybe, maybe there's a blurred reality in the video games. So, you know, she thinks it's okay to fucking go shoot up the school because that's what it do. That's what you do on a video game or whatever. I'm not making excuses by any stretch, but I'm saying, you know, these are things that are being put in front of people. You know, and and they're making this decision to. Kill, kill little kids like come on man yeah it's nothing more disgusting than that and and and, and your brain has got to be seriously warped um yeah. and listen guys like i'm not a hypocrite right i let my kids watch the new mortal Kombat. totally regret it totally regret it we watched it the other night my, my wife was was out for the evening um running the distillery i didn't want to spread my flu or whatever i had going on to the distillery so i stayed home with the kids thought it would be fun to to kick back and watch the old mortal Kombat. it was like pg-13 or something I, like maybe i misread the rating but i should not have let my fucking kids watch it that was the most violent gory cra- like over the top movie ever and you know i've done a lot of explaining to my kids about that so like i'm not a perfect parent here uh so i'm not afraid to to call call even call out my own faults here which um like i said again c student so if you're taking everything i say as as gold well you you've got a lot of issues too before we hang up here and we got about five minutes left here let's talk about the shoe conspiracy because i know that you, you wanted to talk about that um this yeah, I'm sorry to interrupt. This 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 inflames me because again, this is this is another, you know, pronoun issue. Like we're we're fucking uh, that, that that guy. I, I I put if you're not following me on Instagram, this is a shameless plug. Go to Drew underscore Breezy B R E A S Y and and look at my story from yesterday. There's a guy named Max Schachter, I believe his name is, and his son Alex was murdered in Marjorie Stoneman Douglas uh, at the high school at the high school in uh oh man what a bad moment uh at in parkland there and he's uh he's a, a very humble yet brave human being who has the to me ultimate say on this matter because it directly affected him his son was murdered by a fucking school shooter everybody else who has an opinion about a stupid shoe that they don't understand about video, the concept of, of video versus, you, you know, the naked eye or everybody that has a, a fucking an opinion, whether you're in the White House 
pulpit or you know in your neighbor's backyard and you're talking about pronouns you're missing the point listen to what what you know safe schools for alex is one of the, their instagram accounts listen to what this guy is trying to tell you it's it's more about the law enforcement response and and all that like i'll, I'll give you the you know that's the the thing that's on my story he's saying look uh, all the cops want this the same way and in you know, he's more pushing for having SROs in every school, whether, you know, there wouldn't have been an SRO in this school uh, if this were Tampa, you know, if this shooting took place in Tampa, because it was, a, it's a private school, it's a right. Presbyterian school or whatever it was. It wasn't, so there was, but his push is like anywhere there's kids that are gathering for school deserves some type of armed security. And, and it's not about guns and it's not about like, that's the answer. Guns are the answer, but it sure is about securing these kids. And, and we had these conversations over and over again, and we're, we're missing the fucking point when we're not talking about the victims. Like everything else is noise. You, you can't, you but can't I don't get want away. my kids to feel like they're going to school in a prison. Well, right. Well, like do you feel like a prison when you go visit the white house? <laughs> right. you how many fucking security guards? Are there? Do you feel like a prison when you go to the bank? Do you know how yeah, much security well, they got going on in the bank? Like, I got news for you. Your kid is on. trading cigarettes for crackers in the bathroom, just like in prison. So don't just fucking like prison. <laughs> right. And and they're just just because they're 10 doesn't mean shit. They so, get outside time. They get their hour of outside time just like right. prison. Right. That that fucking uh yeah, right. The elementary school up my up the road from me looks like Pelican Bay at at uh at recess. But um, you know, they're out there pumping iron. Um, <laughs> it's uh but but look, I'm mean, yelling the out the can... windows. <laughs> Cat the, the the shoe conspiracy is uh, it, 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 that's enough to piss me off. Like, you know, so I've two or three people hit me in the DMs about this. Somebody who I follow, who I kind of respect and I, I like their opinion and I, um, you know, thought highly of, asserted this shoe theory about pumas versus fucking vans and look at the surveillance video and i'm telling you the first comment i wrote on there was if you truly believe this i cannot tell you how disappointed i am like it, it's not just that the information isn't available out there to understand that what you see with the naked eye is not what a surveillance camera sees it's if it, surveillance cameras of is a is a machine and it's going to be processed the 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 pixels are going to be processed. And uh, this came out in the Curtis Reeves trial, which is something we're going to break down. Here's a spoiler alert, a preview. Curtis Reeves was a captain with the Tampa Police Department, and, and he was involved in an altercation. He's an, he was an old man in his 70s or 80s, and he was involved in an altercation in a movie theater here in North Tampa or just north of Tampa. Felt threatened by the guy that was in front of him. They got into a little scuffle. Curtis Reeves pulled out his gun and shot him took one shot and it killed the guy the guy was a veteran so everybody piled on the fact that you know this this rogue cop retired cop just felt like killing a, a veteran which wasn't the case it was a guy it was an old man that was about to get his ass whipped and he defended himself in the in the trial itself though uh, what what was that issue was the surveillance video and and when at what point he pulled the gun out or some there was some kind of issue about that so i learned a lot about interpolation or i learned a lot about video just watching that trial then it came up in the kyle rittenhouse trial if you'll remember the pinch to zoom issue in the kyle rittenhouse trial guys the 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 video or still shots or screenshots or anything you're seeing 
that indicate that that's a Puma and not a van. It's a computer telling you that. It's a computer when the computer doesn't have enough information to fill in the exact colors and pixels, it guesses. It just take it pulls, you know, the the neighboring pixel and says, okay, this is probably going to be kind of black here. This is going to be a little bit yellow here. So if you look at the, I, I do agree that when you look at the the footage, it looks no pun intended. And when you look at the footage, it does look like there's a Puma sneaker while she's walking through the building. And when she's dead on the ground, she's definitely wearing Vans. But it's also a curvy line that could look like a Puma that has the pixels filled in. Uh, Elijah, do we have uh, the guy giving expert testimony or, or the detective at least talking about it? Or do you want me to run that? And what is this sampling that you talk about? The, um, the bicubic and smart resize? Yes. Um, those are two different algorithms that use to interpolate that information. So do these algorithms look at, so let me ask this way. On a digital photograph, to make it bigger, do you have to add pixels? You do have to add pixels, yes. So if I take a, if I take a photo from my phone and I, I want it on a five by seven, I'd be adding pixels to it. You would be. So this is a, something that's commonly done to photographs. It is, yes. Now, these algorithms, how do they know, to the best of your knowledge, how to add the pixels? Um, to my best of my knowledge, it depends on the algorithm, and that's the extent of my expertise on that. So what is the sampling process? The sampling process is looking at the pixels and, um, and providing, a, providing more data to that, to that file. So it looks at the pixels and looks at what's around it, and that's how it adds the pixels. That is correct. My point yeah. is this. When, my, I'm sorry. Just give me one second. Yeah, on this. Yeah, yeah, go ahead. You sit down with a parent, and you look them in the eye and say, I know that your nine-year-old was murdered. Hmm. It's a little funky, though, that the murderer walked around in a pair of Pumas and is, is, is caught dead in a pair of vans. You got to admit... You know, these are crisis actors. We, we think that they're, come on, man, have a little fucking common sense. Have a little common decency. You're not looking at the shoes with naked eyes. Don't push the conspiracy. Alex Jones is hundreds of millions of dollars in debt for doing the same fucking thing on a bigger scale. And just wait, like, again, though, that's why I say, like, the whole two-week thing. Like, if we waited yeah. two weeks, then, then none of this would be that big of a deal. Uh, the parents would have been like, okay, you know, like they've had two weeks, to, but like they were putting up with this conspiracy thing within 48 hours of their kid. Now they're being, now they're being called crisis actors or not real parents that don't have real dead fucking kids. Here's another thing to ask yourself before you post some dumb shit like that. If the government fucking plotted to do a school shooting, do you think that like, what, like you think this is like the Alec Baldwin set where they're like, Oh, uh, between clips one and two, I'm going to change my shoes really quick, but I'll change back into the original. Like fucking crazy. And how about this? Did you ever think for a second that even this could be a theory? Although it's not, she was wearing those vans from the minute she entered the school to the minute she left the school. But if you thought she might have changed her shoes, could it not have been, that she smoked a whole bunch of people and then decided, hey, I'm going to go and change my shoes, change my top, and, and and take this stupid red hat off, and then I'm going to blend in with these other students or something? You know what right. I mean? Like, 
uh, you know, I'm saying there's there's tens, tens and twenties of different outcomes or reasons why someone might change their shoe in the middle of a ordeal. Yeah, that's other true. than like the government created another school shooting. Like I, I don't know, man. Like I'm with you on this one. Let's think before we post some stupid shit. Yes. Let's do a lot of research. Um, and ask ourselves some some questions. Let's wait a week, but we don't. We want those clicks right now. We no, want to be the first one to have this. That's it right there. You got to you got to break. If you break the news, everybody else has to credit you, and that's going to drive advertisers to your site, so you can charge more for advertisers. It's about fucking money, and we're not talking about the the live or the or the death actually of some nine year old kids, man. Like, have some reverence. Just just chill out. If you if you're an influencer or whatever, just just chill out about it. I mean, like right. you could talk about it. I think I think like I said at the beginning, we, we've lost sensitivity in these cases. We need to talk about it more and, and try to figure out what the 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 you know the root cause is. But you know, let's not talk about fucking conspiracies. Not not forty eight hours or twenty four hours after the yeah, shit. Yeah, I, I don't know. Like I, I'm I'm down with the conspiracy thing. I'm also down with like let's not. Um... Let's not make the police be heroes in the first hour. It's yeah. not about the cops. It's not about the police. That's they did their fucking job, dude. dude that's their job. I'm sorry. It, that's their job. I, I love you know. I love those guys. They they obviously trained. They did that flawlessly. Dude, flawless. I'm so happy that incredible uh, that, that dude. it turned out that way. Do you Let's think? Go. I'll give do you them think a high any five. of those any of those guys though? Do you think any of them are like? Man, I can't wait to be a hero and get all this like fucking attention on me because I I, I went in and took out a school shooter after she murdered fucking three people or you know six people. Like I, I know that they had nothing to do with the timing or, or how the shooter got in. I'm saying when you heap that kind of praise, like nobody wants to be that hero. Like, <laughs> right? I, like I, I bet you they're not sitting at home be like, man, I can't wait to go to that hockey game next season. Go right? out on that they're ice gonna, and get that medal, dude. They're gonna honor Woo! me. Like I'll yeah, never have know, a fucking like, no, empty like, Give it fucking two weeks to make those cops heroes. Let's make yes. it about the six and, dead fucking people, three of them being children. Let's pay respect to the parents, not the transgenders, not the cops, right. not the fucking conspiracies. Let's just honor it, the three dead kids exactly. and maybe the adults. And I'm the not even sure that we need to do the adults. Let's just do the fucking kids to make it easy. I think we yeah. can all agree on that. Yes. Yes. And, 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 you know, like kudos to the cops. They're going to get their due. And I, I probably, yeah, you know, like, sure. like I said, they're, they're phenomenal at, at what they've done. But they've also been through something very fucking dramatic, like the fire alarms going off. You're at an active shooter. You never think it's going to happen to you, but you train like you, it has. Your heart is pounding out of the your your uh, veins are coursing with adrenaline. And sure enough, it's, you know, like it's like the World Series fucking bases loaded, two outs, two strikes, and the manager comes out and says, hey, you, right-hander, come out. And you got to fucking throw that last pitch. And my God, I mean, you know, like the world is basically depending on you. And then you fucking kill a human being. I, I would think that that would work on your mind a little bit. I, I don't, I don't sure. know that, you know, like whether it's celebratory or whether it's like, you know, just, man, I just killed somebody or I need to process it or whatever, but you don't need Fox news knocking on your door right. asking you for a comment, like just right. fucking chill. Everyone just chill out. Yeah. Uh, I got to go to Vegas, dude. Those fucking guys need chill to get, out. Yeah. Just chill the fuck out for just a second. Jesus. Um, yeah, man. Uh, anyway, that's our take on the, on this whole situation. 
Um, uh, great job on the cops, though. But honestly, like, uh, I, I really just, you know, I, my heart goes out to to the children. Um, they didn't deserve this. No. Um, and I think we can all agree that they did not deserve this. I don't know about the adults, right? I, I don't know what the adults had to play in this. But I think, you know, just for argument's sake, I don't know why anybody isn't just, you know, our hearts and prayers go out to the three little kids who lost their lives. Uh, I don't know that this should put you in the mood for fucking ice cream. Um, that was how oh, the president bizarre. decided to open up his speech and address the nation about this was some colloquial jokes. Uh, did I say that right? Colloquial? Yes. Jokes. You said it right for Eric. Yeah. For right. What, what's yeah, the right word? Bizarre, man. Yeah, I'm, bizarre. It was like that. he got up for a stand-up comedy routine, which was yeah. really weird. Um, made a lot of jokes before he got real serious. I, I thought that was extremely inappropriate. I think it's inappropriate that the news doesn't want to talk about that. Uh, that was disgusting. It put a pit in my stomach. If Donald Trump did something like that, if George Bush did something like that, Obama did something like that, which none of those guys were so fucking stupid that they would have done something like that. That nobody. <laughs> I've never heard in my life somebody fucking make ice cream jokes before they talk about three innocent children being murdered. Absolutely disgusting display of leadership there. Um, in the following and a magnificent day, display of uh, what happens when your brain deteriorates from yes. Alzheimer's. In a follow, in the following day, make a statement, literally the statement from the president of the United States, saying the transgender community is the soul of America. <laughs> it's not. It's it's not the soul of America. I'm sorry. I like. I'm accepting. I, I'm accepting of the trans community. I, I firefighters are the care. soul of America. We right. all know that. <laughs> yeah. We all know that the firefighters are the think, souls of America. Yeah, people that work on the firefighters are state rigs. troopers. Yeah, and, and skateboarders. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, the ice cream going. guy. The ice cream people. Yeah. Well, anyway, guys. Uh, until next week. Guns up and giddy up. Safe travels. Safe flight. To Vegas. If you guys see Drew Breezy in Vegas, give Do him a little approach. Oh. <laughs> <laughs>